Uma? Thurmer. Yeah, give that a go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you not picked up on, on Jacko's amazing linguistic skills? <laughs> he knows things like, do <laughs> Welcome back to the School of Cards Days podcast. We are more than excited. It's possibly my most excited I've been since Carl Polo was on the podcast. We have... And that you, no one will ever get you more excited. But we have um, one of our own students, one of the most inspiring students we've had. Lots of you um, have been asking to get her on the podcast. Um, I'm even going to try and pronounce her name. It is... Um, Muscle Up Trude is the name on Instagram, aka real name from all the way from Norway. Come on, Jacko. Trude Stormvinje. Vinya. Not from in India. I don't know why I did an Indian accent. Uh, welcome to the podcast. If you can start laughing. Strong start. Um, Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I would like to say my name, though, because that was yes. really horrific. That was really <laughs> horrific. <laughs> horrific. Butchered. <laughs> no, my name is Truda. Truda. Truda is fine. And um, full, you've got three names. Full, go, give us the full yeah. name. Truda Sturmer Vinja. See? That's a pretty... middle name, Vinja, last name. Yeah, I think that's pretty much how I said it. Yeah. At yeah. Truda. On uh, on Instagram, if you want to go and see some of the amazing stuff, yeah. If you haven't seen, where have you been? Yeah. Um, so, um, just to kick things off, um, and just to really set the tone, um, Truda's been doing some amazing things um, and, and showing them and, and sort of documenting them on her Instagram account, and lots of you have seen that. Um, but what I think that a lot of you might not know is. Um, uh, what's even more inspiring than what she can do is where Druda has come from. Um, so you've had um, medical sort of problems with your spine. Can you just go into to that first bit just to set the set the tone, Trude? So um, yeah, I'm I'm 45 uh, years old, uh, and I have been working um, in the fitness industry since I was actually started as a 16 year old girl uh, teaching aerobics. Um, I've been dancing ballet since I was a kid, so that is where I got my education. I'm a ballet teacher, okay. uh, educated in '95. Um, to my, I was 12. Uh, the summer I turned 12, uh, I was diagnosed with uh, scoliosis uh, Scheuermann, uh, which is a uh, condition, I would say. Yeah. Uh, where, where your spine uh, goes like an, in an S shape. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so it's quite common uh, um, among uh, girls. Not so many boys get it. Some boys get it, but more girls. Um, and what it does is that it, it, it affects your whole upper body. Yeah. So, yeah, because the spine, uh, when the spine goes like an S, your whole ribcage uh, is Jeez. getting pulled and, and stressed. Yeah. So, um, uh, and, and my curve was... Uh, quite big yeah so I had to wear back braces yeah so the summer I turned 12 I had to move to the capital of uh, Norway and I stayed uh, at the special hospital for about two years to get this brace uh, made for me yeah and this kind of brace that because I've seen I've seen girls now getting their braces and they're really like tiny and cute and actually quite nice looking <laughs> and they wear it outside their jumper 
uh, mine was huge. It went from uh, um, underneath my armpits and all the way down below my bum. Yeah. And it and you really tighten it so it's it's was it, yeah. Was it made out of plastic as well, Trudeau? Yeah, it's made out of plastic, and they uh, make some spaces where you they want they want to push in the ribs someplace, and they want to push it out some places. So you have some soft spots, but in in general, it's a it's a big plastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, so I got that, and I had to wear it for twenty three hours. A day. And how, sorry, how old were you when when that was? How old? Twelve. Twelve. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, but the thing is, I was active uh, with my training. I was dancing several times a week. So, uh, and and the doctors uh, meant that this training was really good for me because you you work your whole core. Yeah. Uh, which you're supposed to do when you have a back issue. So um, I uh, I got uh, I could take it off whenever I, I went to practice. So uh, I probably had I would say four to five uh, trainings a week with ballet, and when I had the gym in school, like gymnastics in school, yeah. I could take it off. But otherwise, I was supposed to wear it um, all the time. And for how long did that go on for? How long did you have? To, how many years were you were you then wearing? Two years, you say? Four. Four years. Four years. Wow. Yeah, you have to wear it until you're uh, fully developed. Mm. Yeah. And for girls, that is usually between 15 and 16. Yeah. So the summer I turned 16, I could uh, take it off. Is there a, you put, a, I think a while ago, you put a picture of your, an x ray of your spine on yeah. your Instagram. Yeah. So yeah. That's for people to check out. It's actually, see, it's quite good to see that image, to see actually how. How much of an S shape there is to that side? Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy, right? We've we trained a Paralympic athlete, um, Charlotte Henshaw, someone that I, I looked after for, for years when she was in swimming. Um, she's now in, in um, para canoe, but she had scoliosis, mm-hmm. and the problems that it caused us because it it's asymmetrical, mm-hmm. and it, the the shoulder issues that we used to have, and the back pain that she used to have, it was a constant um, challenge to try and keep everything balanced mm-hmm. and to keep everything feeling like. Just moving well, especially when she was she trained a lot. Like she'd be doing eight swim sessions a week, plus mm-hmm. the gym. The body's getting hammered, and then it's also got this structural issue that you're trying to manage at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a real struggle. It's, it's, it's not an easy one. You think it's our oh, spine's a bit bent, but it throws everything out. It does. It affects everything, and it even affects the the um, circulation, the blood. Yeah. Yeah, so that has been one of my biggest problems um, is that you get the, the feeling of being fatigued. Um, you know, when you're, uh, if, you're, if you sit funny and your leg falls asleep, mm, yeah. you get that, that uh, crawling feeling in your foot. I had that all the time in my upper, upper back. Uh, I always, you know, I have the, the need to, to stretch, to do stuff with my, with my back and my neck. And... Um, that is uh, when you when you constantly can feel you have a body part. Yeah, it's like you're you're aware I have a back, and you shouldn't be aware of your body part. So, so the the, the you know when you constantly be reminded that there is something back there that is not supposed to be like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that was between twelve and sixteen. You're now yeah. 
45 years old, you say, mum of two. Um, yep. And you can do muscle-ups on the rings, on the bar, you're doing your straddle press, the hands like this. So what did the, yeah, what did the doctors say you could and couldn't do? And then also what do you yourself, how did you interpret that? And are you surprised at what you can do? And how did you overcome that? Yeah, um, I was told, um, uh, well, I was actually encouraged to keep on dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was encouraged to swim because that was supposed to be really good. Yeah. Um, I hate swimming. So that is that was a no go. But, uh, but I kept on dancing and, um, and I was told that I um, should not carry uh, heavy weights on my back, yeah. uh, maximum five kilos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was uh, really hard to live by. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a challenge, truly, right? Because I've got a little boy. He's 18 months old. You've got two boys, 18 and 14. So when you're growing up and told not to carry heavy things, well, boys want to be carried and they're heavy. <laughs> like when Jackson's yeah. shoulders, I'm like, crack, he's smashing. It. <laughs> well, even going pregnant, the pregnancy was kind of hard on my back. Yeah. 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 So, um, well, as, as far as, you know, your motivation for doing stuff changes so much from being a kid to being an adult. Uh, so as, as a kid, you want to play yeah. and have fun. Uh, as um, uh, a teenager, you usually go by what your friends are doing. Uh, and then there comes this point where your motivation might be in appearance you want to look a certain way or be, uh, yeah, you're, you're a certain image who you want to be. Uh, I decided really at an early stage that I wanted to be um, the strong girl. Uh, I did not want to be the girl with the, the, the crooked back. Yeah. Uh, sit through uh, gym class in school. So I was always kind of competitive. Uh, when we had uh, push-up competitions in gym, I always, uh, I, I never gave up. I just, I didn't want to be the weak uh, girl. Do you think, Trudy, some of that came from going through what you went through in terms of you had four Absolutely. years in the, in the brace and that was that was enough to give you this, this stimulus like, I'm not settling for this for yeah. the rest of my life. Whereas a lot of people that have come through and not had that kind of adversity or challenges to deal with just maybe haven't, haven't had a reason to develop that kind of mindset or approach or yeah, like Jacko says, mental toughness towards it. I've got something on mine now. I don't want to be labeled like that for the rest of my life. Absolutely. And when you wear a back brace for four years, something happens to your muscles Mm. because this, this brace kept me up. So my muscles were like really weak, especially my lower back, uh, which I still actually struggle with um, as of today. Uh, but you get really weak and this corset also um, uh, makes you really skinny because you can't eat that much. Yeah. You, you get full really easy. So I was, uh, I, I felt both um, skinny and, and kind of weak when I was done with the brace. So I actually started doing uh, strength training at the summer uh, I turned 16. I start. I found a gym and I started to do some bicep curls. Uh, just, just you know, I didn't know what I was doing, but I, I had decided I want. I need to be stronger. I want to be stronger. 
Um, and uh, at the same time, I started teaching um, aerobics uh, two nights uh, a week. So I had school, I had ballet, and I started to teach. And um, I guess that is where my path kind of begun to, you know, mm-hmm. um, develop. Um, and then when I was finished with school, I was uh, I had I felt I had uh, uh, two things I wanted to do. The one thing was to go through the army and take my education there. Okay. Uh, but then um, the ballet teacher education was located in my hometown, so I could actually stay home and take uh, my degree. And when they when they auditioned uh, for places, I got accepted. So that kind of I just decided uh, I'm going to take this opportunity and keep on dancing and see where it takes me. Mm. Uh, the thing is, with the scoliosis, I, I would say I could dance really good. Uh, I was a good dancer, but I had, of course, limitations, and uh, I have a n- non-existent backbend. Yeah. And if you want, to, yeah. And when you want to be a dancer, you you know yeah. all the beautiful uh, arabesque. Uh, yeah. So I I I never felt I could be as good as I wanted. Yeah. So that is that is uh, probably also a part of the reason why I chose to do the teacher training and not go the dancer. Yeah. But when did you turn? When did your training turn from doing some weights and aerobics and dancing into actually actually trying to do calisthenics? Like, when did you first try to do um, like a muscle up, for example? Oh, I was always interested because. Um, you had your Instagram name as Muscle Up through there, but um, yeah, the day you went, I can actually do a Muscle Up now. Like that was that was cool, but it was interesting. Like why you had the name beforehand was it was that to sort of motivate you or? Really, yes, absolutely. Um, I uh, I actually had to go back. I think Instagram is really nice because you can go back. It's like a diary. Yeah. So I, had to, I had to go back and see, and I found uh, I found a post I made. Um, in December 2015, where I said, uh, I am now going to train more specific. Yeah. I want to be able to do a muscle up. Okay. Yeah. I had a friend who uh, um, just had uh, done one, and I, I looked at her and I said, Well, if you can, <laughs> I can. Yeah. So, I, so uh, we, we met at the gym, and I said, You have to teach me. What, what, what do I need to do? Okay. Uh, and she said, "Well, first of all, you have to do the false grip." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, that was a bit. Uh, that was a downer, actually, because I I said, "Okay, false grip, show me." And she showed me, and I said, "Okay, I'm going to try." And <laughs> that really hurt. You know? <laughs> and I was like, "How is this even possible to hang from there?" Yeah. And my skin, yeah, my skin cracked up, and uh, there was some weeks there where I was like, "If is it worth it?" Yeah, it um, felt impossible. Was it fair to say? Yeah, I, um, I think everybody then, who, who learns to ring muscle up for the first time, we get it on workshops, and I had it. I remember trying to hang the first time in false grip, and I, I, I think I strained something in my forearms because it was <laughs> so deconditioned. And if you haven't done gymnastics, and you're well, we started mid thirties. And you you then go and start to learn to false grip. It's it's hard. Like it's really uncomfortable. And you like like say, go. How am I going to pull my whole body weight in this position? I feel like yeah. I'm just going to like give out. Yeah, 
No, so the pain was one thing, and then after after a while, I could also feel my underarms really starting to talk to me, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like slow down. Uh, but it it took me like six months, I think, six to eight months, yeah, uh, to get my first uh, ring muscle up. It wasn't. Uh, I, I think it would not have passed in uh, in because I didn't have the rotation uh, in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But after a while, you know, I developed and I could, uh, the range of movement got bigger yeah. and bigger. Yeah. So, uh, and then I started to play around with, um, yeah, just playing in the rings, actually, doing skin the cat and yeah. seeing what, like, what happens if I do this? What happens if I do that? Can I pull myself back? Um, and then I saw this competition. Uh, it was a challenge on Instagram called um, 14 Days of Calisthenics. Yeah. Uh, and they had these um, uh, exercises that were all based on core strength. And I always considered myself being quite strong in my core. So I'm, okay, I'm going to do this. Uh, and it turned out that I was not strong <laughs> enough to be able to do all the exercises. So that was also a, a quite a big motivation to, okay, so I can't do it, but what do I need to do to be able to? It was like the, the uh, wind. Yeah, yeah, wind, yeah, yeah, windshield yeah, wipers, yeah. Yes, that was one of them. And and toast to bar, but going from 90 degrees. And then yeah. I was like, I had no connection. It was like, no way. So um, so so that was that was really inspiring to me as well. And then uh, I saw you posted, uh, yeah, and you also had a Tuesday challenge. Challenge yeah. Tuesday. <laughs> Back yeah. in the day. <laughs> yeah. Do you like Challenge Tuesday? I like challenges. Yeah, we need to yeah. look at that. We get we get a few people asking for. Um, we uh, we yeah. got about to about seventy five, eighty, and, and we ran out of ideas. <laughs> I know. But it's it. good. To, it's good to find up new stuff. But but the thing with uh, with challenges is that I'm I'm really like if someone asks me, can you do this? I'm like, yeah. Uh, if I can't, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna learn. So yeah, the Tuesday challenges I did some of, and then you posted this um, uh, pull up uh, competition where you could win. The manual. So uh, when I got the guide uh, and I started to, you know, really uh, look into the um, the exercises that I had to do and understand the the, the combination of being not only strong but really explosive. So I did a lot of weighted pull-ups and with a resistant band. And you were very encouraging because you, you said um, you will have this in a few weeks. Just trust the program and and do um, what it says. So I did, and uh, I think. Uh, I think four to six weeks. For your bar, for, that was then for the bar muscle up. Yeah, for the bar muscle up. I remember seeing your video for the first time when you did it, and this is off the back of seeing you do quite a lot of work, and particularly, I remember you doing lots and lots of high pull work, working on that speed from the bottom with the with the band getting higher and higher above the bar. And I remember seeing you for the first time and how like happy you were that you'd nailed the first muscle up. Yeah. I think we were as happy as you were because it was so good, <laughs> so good. Yeah, the feeling is priceless. The thing was, it was kind of funny because I remember I was at work and I told I told my colleague I'm going to do my first muscle up now. Bye. <laughs> and I left for the gym and I did, and I did two in a row actually. So I was really, yeah. Yeah, I think I was really, you get silly happy actually. I I called a friend and I was like, you know what? I just did my first muscle up. And she, <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. But you don't understand that. It's my first muscle. <laughs> and I think if you, it's during the struggle of like 
going through and not being able to do it and like working so hard and like it being really frustrating during the struggle and we just wish it would happen but it's actually all of that that sort of pain and frustration of the struggle is what mm. makes it so um exhilarating or makes us so happy when we finally do it and it's we appreciate the struggle once we can do it it's hard i think the real key for us going forward is really embracing and enjoying if we can get to the point where we enjoy the struggle because we know it's going to make the um achievement even more enjoyable and more satisfying then that's sort of a real key yeah. step in the mindset towards progression for sure yeah. it's also a really it's a really good learning process that you have to go through because um it challenges you on being more um patient because you need to take all the steps there's mm -hmm. like no shortcuts. what i also found is this kind of training is really a, a good way to be mindful because usually I've, i've like i've been training all my life uh and when i do group training i'm really uh into the music uh it should be like the, the, the <laughs> energy is really pumping and you get so much stimulus from outside yeah uh, so so the calisthenics training for me is a really nice contrast it's kind of like yoga yeah but uh, or i think even climbing yeah we have to be so focused and so the the body and the mind really needs to to work together because if you lose one thing then nothing's going to happen Yeah. And um, and uh, and and that is what I find also very satisfying. That when I do my my training, I have no music on my ears because I find that kind of disturbing. I need to hear my breathing. I need to. I, I still I am still learning, so I have to go through every. I, I take forever to do a press to handstand because I'm I'm like this 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 this, and then I can try. Yeah, yeah. I think that's and amazing. Yeah, a few people have said the same thing recently to us around how mindful they feel when they're doing calisthenics. And, and previously, yoga had kind of occupied that mindfulness space in fitness and well-being and health. Mm. Um, but the thing that I think people like with it with calisthenics is it's mindful, but with the strength component as well. So you feel like you're getting strong, but you're right. And uh, climbing is the same for me. And me and uh, Jack and I had this conversation this week where. I really enjoy climbing and it's the sort of thing that I can do by myself because it's about me and I'm, I'm, I get to spend some time thinking about me. I enjoy mm. the problem solving nature of it. How am I going to move better to, to solve that movement problem? And mm. the same, like you say, with a press to handstand, I, I put something up on Instagram beginning of the week, I think, some handstand push-ups, but I was focusing on starting in really nice alignment feeling the, the position at the bottom and then getting mm. back into a nice alignment and not not falling into a banana back position and it mm. didn't look like anything maybe maybe from the outside looking in it looks easy but i'm concentrating on every single detail of how much i can control put the force down that i need mm. to and then move into a position it's a, such an internal process you can see it's very slow and deliberate the way you were doing those yeah. compared to if you were just mm. doing a bash somehow and there's That is a different, whole different, even yeah. just the slowing down of a rep makes, is a different training stimulus. Mm -hmm. But that idea of focusing and being very deliberate about our movements, like Judy, you say, like listening to your body, like not only like feeling that breathing, but actually like listening to what your body's telling you. Like you said earlier about when your forearms are screaming at you, yeah, listen to that. But then yeah. but when you're actually training, listen to what's happening, be more connected to... 
to mm. your body. Yeah, there's a, there's a couple of things that you mentioned that I think are really inspiring, especially for the females out there, because you can do ring and bar muscle ups. And my wife um, is just getting back into some calisthenics training, and she's like, I really like to do a muscle up, but I don't know. It's just maybe it's a bit too much. Like, and there's this this kind of assumption that as a as a female, a muscle up might be a, a step too high for a lot of people. That's and it's not at all because you're living proof of that. And we know that the training process can take people there. You've just got to get through um, a certain amount of strength work mm. to have the foundation mm. to be able to do it. So the fact that you can do it should inspire women everywhere that you can do one of the most speed strength based movements in calisthenics and it's amazing so i think that's like such a good job and the other thing i wanted to pick up on judy was about um i actually wrote a blog which is coming out on sunday and i've written in the blog it almost says the exact same thing as what you mentioned before about your approach to playing with movement so i've written down that when you think about a movement there's an internal conversation that goes on in your head that says what would it be like if I move in that way? Or what was it going to feel like or look like if I do that? And then the conversation in your head goes, I don't know. I'm going to try. For me, that would be the same as an artist with an easel be going, what's it going to look like if I put paint on like this? I don't know. I'm going to try. And I think creativity and play are so closely linked. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Because it seems that you've got a really healthy attitude to play and not so much structure and pressure around, I have to do five reps, three sets, yeah. bang, bang, bang. Uh, I had my years with that kind of training as well, uh, for sure. But I also think that I have always been creative because through my dance and, you know, making choreographies, and I've, and I've been playing since I was a kid. My stepfather was uh, um, very into yoga. And, uh, and we did frog stands on the floor when I was seven. And he taught, he taught me to stand on my head uh, at a quite early age. Yeah. And when I was a kid, which was a long time ago, we were out playing all the time, all the time. And today they won't go out. So I think, uh, I think that I'm, the, the playing part is really natural for, for me. I had it with me since I was a kid. And the, and the thing that... I was with my son in the trampoline park last uh, Saturday and I was like, can you teach me the backflip? I saw that video. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been thinking about it for quite some time and I've been a bit um, restricted about the jumping because I can feel the compression in my spine when I jump. It's not a good feeling. Yeah. But just do the, the flip, I, I don't think that would be a... a a huge problem because it's not like you're, you're standing there and jumping. Yeah. So I was, Can you teach me the backflip? And he said, sure. So we went and um, I was uh, definitely the oldest person in the park um, <laughs> and probably also the most enthusiastic person. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, and I was like, one more time, one more time. And I was so dizzy and I was actually feeling kind of nauseous at the end because I've been spinning so much. But uh, I am going back to clean it up because uh, it needs to be tighter, of course. Yeah, it's um, hard work, isn't it? Like we, we've after we did one session, we put it. It's been it was on YouTube. I went back and I've done a, a second, maybe even a third one with um, a, a gymnast, Sam Oldham, who who lives in Nottingham. Luckily, he's been to the Olympics. And that's what he's talking about. So we had a, a good teacher. Um, yeah. And I did my I did my first one on the floor with someone spotting where. 
they actually took the hand away. So I actually just did do it on my own, but I need to build up the confidence to actually do it without anybody yeah. there. But I'm always surprised at how tiring that type of training is. It's, I mean, it, all you're doing is having fun and then you, you stop after a while and you, you stop because you're just so out of breath that you need a break. Yeah, it's really tough. And it's tough not only on the on the body but also in in, in the head. Yeah, 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 yeah. completely. It's you mind game. So focused, and 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 the barriers that you have to the jumping backwards barrier that was the same for me doing the handstand because uh, I have for many years I've been you know kicking up on outside on the in the summertime kicking up and trying to find some balance and sometimes you find something and sometimes you fall, uh, but. But standing upside down and trying to to find out where the hip is supposed to be is supposed to the shoulders, the hips, you know, the stagging. Yeah. And it feels like you're going to fall over. It feels like you're going to go over and over and over. So, so that also I, I I have spent quite some hours actually being upside down and trying to figure out okay where where are my feet mm, yeah. uh, and where are my hip and I think I'm. Um, I have the perfect alignment and I can see that, no, I'm way off. So, so yeah. to, to be able to feel uh, your body when you're not in the position that you're used to, yeah. uh, that, that is really good um, uh, experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a really good learning, uh, mm. the process where you, where you keep on, you know, exploring that movement yeah. well, I think as, opposed, the, as opposed to the muscle up where it's you just just raw strength you have yeah, to yeah, yeah 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 but i was going to put you that sort of exploring um it's interesting to use that exact word just then was almost like a bit of a theme that's come through about the whole of your your journey as a i guess as a as a person towards your training of mm -hmm. like having to explore lots of different things and calisthenics is really um you've really thrived in that sort of exploring part of it. And one of the phrases when we first started the school calisthenics that, that Tim had sort of used was talking about exploring our physical potential. And I think that you really, really embrace that. And I love that. Um, it's one of the things I love about, um, about calisthenics, that it is, it's something that um, we are exploring um, very specifically what we can do and, and the fact that it is it's about you exploring your body and mm -hmm. whether you've whether you've come from a background uh, with scoliosis like you've done or whether you've got some other type of injury or just no injuries at all and you just it might be that someone's just they're just scared of going upside down and they need to just if they want to explore because they want to do hands they need to ex explore what that is like and that process for everybody is going to be slightly different. And what we've always tried to encourage is that exploring nature to it, that here's, here's a series or here's a set of different tools and exercises and drills you can do, but we're not going to necessarily tell you exactly the order in which to do all of those things because that's going to be different for everybody. Um, yeah. and I think when people embrace that, um, they see amazing results like you have done. And we've had some messages recently back from people where they've gone love your stuff. And when I first started following you, I didn't really get it because I wanted you to tell me exactly what to do, but now I get it. And I'm able to like build my own programs, explore how I need to progress. And they, you can see the level of um, enthusiasm for their training when ultimately they've taken responsibility for Ownership. it. Cause, exactly. Cause they're using the tools that yeah. we're giving them. And that, um, 
it's a longer process, but it's a more a enjoyable one and richer. and richer and more yeah. fruitful um, for the for the experience and the results you're going to get. And I just want to yeah. encourage people to 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 embrace that if they're if they're up for it. Mm. Um, yeah. I think that the other the only other question you sort of I think answered it before um, was about where you actually um, found us and being sounding like being on Instagram through and you jogged my memory when you said I can actually now remember it that we did I can't remember the exact pull up competition but I remember seeing. Remember seeing this lady who was like, it looked like she wasn't far off um, doing that muscle up, um, yeah. and yeah, we we the competition was to win the muscle up guide, and that's so yeah. you actually got the muscle up guide for free from that comp- competition. Was yeah. that and was that was that our first interaction on on Instagram potentially? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I found you on Instagram. I was, uh, and I think that was actually through the 14 days of calisthenics because you, you get up some hashtags and you okay. see comments, and uh, that is how I found you. Um, and then I, uh, like I said, I got into these Tuesday challenges, and uh, uh, I remember the archer pull up in rings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I never done them, and I was like, okay, maybe I should try. And I tried, and I did them. Yeah. Um, so and then again, it's like the, the the motivation through uh, being able to do. Yeah, it's yeah. really. Uh, so uh, so uh, and yeah, the pull-up competition uh, was uh, do it as high as you can, clean as you can. Uh, and I saw people starting to post. Yeah. Uh, and I saw that okay, I actually have a chance. Because <laughs> 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 I knew mine were quite clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if yeah. If you didn't so win, you, if you didn't win, you were going to buy the muscle up guide anyway, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> then I uh, started to because I had the ring muscle up. Yeah. And I have been thinking about the bar muscle up, and I had tried a few times uh, with the band and uh, without the band, and I was like, no way, this is going to happen. <laughs> it's like I don't get it, uh, and um, I I've seen people do it in so many different ways. As well, like you have the the CrossFit, uh, yeah. the CrossFit way. Uh, you have the gymnastic way, which I think is really neat, where they have the straight legs and it goes yeah, up to bar and then you yeah. flip over. And you have that uh, the the way that you taught, where you like pop through and then shoot up like. A, yeah. Yeah. So but you're yeah. also now working on your slow muscle up. I've seen you going like yeah, almost a false grip on yeah. the bar now and working through a real like what it's probably the strictest, cleanest form of a muscle up where you have to false grip to be able to pull up slowly and then transition. And that shoulder transfer when you get to the top of your pull and you've got to yeah. lift like, like pull that elbow over is so difficult. And we've got you doing yeah. that like on the low bar with the band like a cradle underneath your bum that sort of got you through that. <laughs> That phase, I remember. I remember you going, going on, keep keep <laughs> pushing on through that. And um, again, there was a. I remember making a prediction. Said like, give it three. I think it was something like, give it three weeks. And it maybe it took maybe one or two more than that. But, um, but we got there. Yeah, it took it took a bit longer. It did. But the thing was, and that has also been a really good experience. That when you train um, with uh, your body as a weight and go for the, the tougher exercises, uh, your body needs rest. Yeah. Uh, and um, I have always kind of pushed myself to fatigue, but I also found was not really smart. Yeah. So I, 
try to cut back uh, and stop uh, before I get too tired. So that going from from trying the slow bar muscle up two three times a week and just getting frustrated and uh, my underarms were quite sore. Uh, I had pain um, along the ulna bone. Yeah. 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 So so when uh, when you just said go down to one once a week. Yeah. It, it uh, that that was the solution for me. I was just I was just tired. Yeah, I was tired. Yeah. So so now I only do muscle-ups like once a week. Yeah. 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 So I just want to ask you. You've got two boys, an eighteen and a fourteen-year-old. Um, I've had conversations with with my wife about what what her relationship with Jack is going to be like, and and Karen's that she's a strong woman and she wants to stand on her own two feet and have a relationship with Jack, and she wants Jack to respect her as a woman and as um, in her own right and what she can do, and and I think that's a really powerful thing. But she we've just talked it through, and it's not that she's insecure about it. But what do your boys think about you seeing their mom popping muscle ups for fun? Because <laughs> that's cool. By anybody's standards, yeah. if your mum can do muscle ups, you've got a cool mum. My mum is a fair. <laughs> my mum is a fair way of doing a muscle up. I think. Yeah. Well, I think my fourteen-year-old he he doesn't really care. He's into his uh, no, but he's he's more of a computer guy. He likes to create things on a computer, YouTube. Yeah. Uh, he's in that world. But my eldest, he is. Uh, he he works at this trampoline uh, park that my husband. Owns. Ah, yeah. Ah, right. Cool. Yeah, uh, and uh, he has been doing gymnastics for some years, and so I think he, he and I, uh, we can go and, and work out together. He's not yeah. embarrassed by me. Nice. I, I, I don't think so. I feel, and and the way that he could take me to the trampoline park and spot me on my backflip, yeah, and encourage me, and uh, he was proud. That's he said cool. so. That's really yeah. cool. That was really cool. Yeah. So there's some, that's an amazing conversation. I think there's so much stuff in there for people. Um, you've come from a place where you had a, a tough start in terms of your physical journey uh, from having scoliosis. It's amazing how you use that as a, to, to shape your mindset. And that's obviously mm-hmm. been something which has impacted the rest of your life. Those four years spent in a brace um, has just given you a tenacity about movement and mm-hmm. focus and dedication and, and what I love about it and, and talking to you is you're just like us in that you're walking a journey you haven't had the ideal start you've come into it you've trusted the process and you've just mm-hmm. had that you've owned the process um, but you've just stuck at it and you've, you've you've focused on the goal and you've trusted it and you've arrived at those goals and you've you're now reaping the rewards of satisfaction that you've learned to move in a way which is special to you and I think that's the other thing when you were talking that made me think about what's important to us is the community of people that are engaged with us and doing calisthenics and whatever the win is the win doesn't matter how big it is like we know we're never going to be the best calisthenics guys in the world but for us where we started from and what we've achieved like those Mm -hmm. small victories on the way they're personal and they're individual they're things that you never thought you'd be able to do so it doesn't matter if you never if somebody never gets to do a a full front lever or or whatever it might be something that they think is is really hard because there'll be victories along the way which are massively valuable and we should never Mm -hmm. kind of worry about having to hold ourselves up to what everybody else can do because like you say calisthenics is about it's a mindful process it's about you your body how you want to move so just in my encouragement of, of talking to you and I think it's a great message for other people is just to understand that this is a it's an individual process and just enjoy it and take take pride in where you move from and to 
but don't restrict yourself on where you think you might be able to get to. Like, have your eyes on that prize, but, in, but do your best to congratulate yourself along the way. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Exploring, exploring, exploring what your body can do. Listen to your body. Have a build a better relationship and communication between yourself and, mm. and your body. Um, and I think that's I'm massively inspired uh, by you in general, and then even more so today after. After the conversation, I'd love to go and train today, but we've got a load of other meetings to do. But, um, I'm going to have a kick-ass session tomorrow, I think, <laughs> off the back of it. No, but it's a time and place for everything. And I think um, for me, um, I had my kids uh, at a point where my husband was working a lot. So I had to, uh, I couldn't prioritize myself uh, as I have used to. Before I had kids, I, uh, I uh, entered a fitness competition in 98 uh, so I have always uh, put myself first my training my, my eating you know it has been really uh, I've been stuck up my own you know and uh, and uh, having kids uh, forces you to to prioritize differently uh, and uh, and my training was not even number two, but maybe number three or four. Uh, and now that my boys are getting older, I have more freedom. And many people talk about uh, the midlife crisis. Yeah. You know? I think it's more that you come to a point in life where you, I have the time to do uh, the things that I want. So if that, what that is could be anything. But for me, it's like going back to, to my training because I know it gives me so much joy. It really makes me a better person. I am, it makes me happy. I find it hard to sit still uh, for a long period of time. I'm restless. I'm yeah. restless. That's the word. So, you know, this, this, this training really uh, keeps me balanced in a very good way. So now that I have the time to, to prioritize myself, I do it. Yeah. I mean, why not? Every, I say, oh, you should. You should. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. That has been the wonderful, um, inspirational um, Truda, a.k.a. Muscle Up Truda on Instagram. Make sure you go and check her out if you already haven't done so. And Truda, thank you for, for being on the show and being such an amazing um, student part of the School of Calisthenics. It's been a real pleasure to um, be part of and help uh, and see and sort of experience your, um, your progress through the wonders of the internet and Instagram, which mm-hmm. without that, we'd have, we'd have never uh, crossed paths. So thank you to Instagram and the internet. Who invented the internet? Let's not get into Whoever that. that okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's another podcast. So until next week. Class dismissed. We hope that you've enjoyed this week's playground session from the School of Calisthenics. Uh, I certainly did, Tim. I thought that was an absolute crackerjack. Um, so if you also did, or even if you didn't like it, but you just like us, we'd massively appreciate, and you like the podcast, we'd massively appreciate um, a five-star rating on uh, iTunes or whatever platform that you listen to the podcast on. Um, it makes us feel good about ourselves, but it also helps um, promote the podcast and make more people aware of it so they can enjoy it too. So all the best this week with your training, guys. Get out there and redefine your impossible. We'll catch up soon. Until next week, class dismissed. <laughs>